Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 28, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Well, hello everyone, and we're glad that you're here with us on day 28. Now, we were both running a bit late today, but we made it just in time. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. And hello, Marvin. So yes, we got here just in time, but your friend Benjamin texted just a little while ago to say that uh, he was grabbing some food, so I think he might be just a little bit late. Oh no, don't worry, Dave. I'm here. Hey. It's Wednesday, everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin, and he's gonna tell us a joke. Okay, hello Benjamin, I'm glad you made it. Now, I thought you were going to get some food on your way. Oh, I did, Dave. I had a bacon sandwich. Oh, that was really quick. Yeah, yeah, I wolfed it down. <laughs> Good one, Benjamin. Oh, no, no, that, that wasn't a joke, Marvin. It's just an accurate descriptive phrase of how we wolves consume our food. (laughs) I see. Okay, well, we're glad you're here, Benjamin. So if that wasn't your joke, uh, that must mean that you have another one for us. Oh, yeah, I sure do, Dave. Now, it's it's not another knock-knock joke, is it? Oh, no, not this week, Dave, no. Okay, well, off you go then. Okay, Dave, here goes. So, who was the first tennis player in the Bible? Hmm, I don't know. Who was the first tennis player in the Bible? It was Joseph. Because the Bible says he served in Pharaoh's courts. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, good one, Benjamin. Served in Pharaoh's courts. You get it, Dave? Because when you play tennis, you serve the ball. And you play tennis on a tennis court. Served in Pharaoh's courts. Oh. Yes, thank you, Marvin. I got it. And thanks, Benjamin. I'm glad you made it in time. Oh, yeah, no problem, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys again soon. Okay, well, Marvin, we had better get to today's reading. Oh, yeah, we had. So... Well, let's see. Hmm. Joseph's brothers, they were to go back to Joseph's house, right? That's right. So, let's see what happened next. Today, our reader is our friend Andy. Oh, hi, Andy. Hello, everyone. It's Andy. Uh, Today, we're going to look at our reading. uh, Genesis chapter 43, uh, verse 26, through to chapter 44, verse 13. Uh, When Joseph came home, they gave him the gifts they had brought into the house. They bowed down low in front of him. He asked them how they were. Then he said, How is your old father you told me about? Is he still living? They replied, Your servant, our father, is still alive and well. And they bowed down to show him honour. Joseph looked around. Then he saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son. He asked, Is this your youngest brother? Is he the one you told me about? He continued, May God be gracious to you, my son. It moved him deeply to see his brother. So Joseph hurried out of the room and looked for a place to cry. He went into his own room and cried there. Then he washed his face and came out. He calmed down and said, serve the food. They served Joseph by himself. They served the brothers by themselves. They also served the Egyptians who ate with Joseph by themselves. Because of their beliefs, Egyptians couldn't eat with Hebrews. The brothers had been given places in front of Joseph. They had been seated in the order of their ages, from the oldest to the youngest. That made them look at each other in great surprise. While they were eating, some food was brought to them from Joseph's table. Benjamin was given five times as much as anyone else. So all Joseph's brothers ate and drank a lot with him. 
Joseph told the manager of his house what to do. Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, he said. Put each man's money in his sack. Then put my silver cup in the youngest one's sack. Put it there along with the money he paid for his grain. So the manager did what Joseph told him to do. When morning came, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They hadn't gone very far from the city when Joseph spoke to his manager. Go after those men right away, he said. Catch up with them. Say to them, my master was good to you. Why have you paid him back by doing evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from? Doesn't he also use it to find things out? You have done an evil thing. When the manager caught up with them, he told them what Joseph had said. But they said to him, Why do you say these things? We would never do anything like that. We even brought back to you from Canaan the money we found in our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find out that any of us has the cup, we will die. And the rest of us will become your slaves. All right then, he said, as you wish. The one found to have the cup will become my slave, but the rest of you will not be blamed. Each of them quickly put his sack down on the ground and opened it. Then the manager started to search. He began with the oldest and ended with the youngest. The cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When that happened, they were so upset, they tore their clothes. Then all of them loaded their donkeys and went back to the city. Thanks, Andy. Oh my, Dave. Goodness, things just get worse and worse for those brothers, huh? Yeah. Now, can you imagine how they all felt when the guy opened up that last sack and pulled out the silver cup? Oh, man. That'd be one of those times when all four of your stomachs just flip right over. Well, yes. Now, we people only have one stomach. But yes, it must have felt like their whole world just fell apart. They went from traveling home with food for their families to have to turn around and to go back to Egypt and try and get this all sorted out and not knowing if they'd be able to. Would they be put in prison? Would they ever get to go back home? Oh yeah, I bet they were really scared, huh? Yeah, I bet they were. And we all know how that feels. It's, it's awful. But when we feel like that, there are some things that we need to remember about God that should help us. Now, we've talked about how God is sovereign, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's the one in total control. That's right. And last week we talked about how God is omniscient. He knows all things. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. So God knows everything. He's in total control, and knowing those things should help us when we're scared about what is happening. But today, let's add another one. God is omnipresent. Oh, what does that mean, Dave? Oh, well, here comes a professor. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Everybody? <laughs> Hi, Professor. So, uh, Professor, Marvin wants to know what omnipresent means. Ah, yes. You guys talk about some good stuff, huh? <laughs> I love this podcast. So, omnipresent means that God is present everywhere. Everywhere you go, God is there. <laughs> there is nowhere that you can go that God isn't. Oh, nowhere in the whole world? Nope. <laughs> you can go up to the tippy top of Mount Everest. God is there. You can go down inside the big fish to the very bottom of the ocean. <laughs> He's there too. Uh, you guys will hear a story about that one in a few weeks, yeah? Uh, that's right, Professor, we will. Yeah, and even if you went to the moon, 
And some guys did that back in 1969. You know what? God was there too. <laughs> no way. Yep, in fact, one of the astronauts, a fella named Buzz Aldrin, he took communion, the bread and the wine that we drink in church. Yeah, you'll hear about that later too. But he took the communion on the moon. God was with him even there. Ah, he is omnipresent. God is everywhere. Ah. Thanks, Professor. Oh, no problem. I'll see you guys again soon. Oh, and that wolf, Benjamin? Ah, he's hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, goodbye, Professor. So you see, Marvin, as Joseph's brothers turned away from home, it might have felt scary, like they were leaving everything, like they might never get back there. But there was nowhere they could go that would hide them from God. He is sovereign in charge. He is omniscient. He knows everything. And he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Now, if we believe that... Oh, and we do. It's what the Bible shows us, yeah? <laughs> yes, thanks, Professor. I thought you'd left. But yes, if we believe that and remember that, and that should really help us and comfort us when the world gets scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we can rely on him no matter where we go and no matter what happens. That's right. Great. Yep, it's fantastic. Okay, now we're pretty much out of time for today, Marvin, so we, we'd better go. But tomorrow we will spend our very last day in the book of Genesis. Oh, oh that's exciting. Okay, well, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.